guys, welcome to Koopy, Koopy, Koopy House, the Creepy Coffee House, where you serve for weekly dose of spooky stories. I'm Amber. And I'm Ashlyn, and this is episode 25, 25 nice. of our true crime, paranormal, conspiracy, kooky, weird things uh, podcast. Koopy. Kooky. God, I fucked it up again. It's okay. We could start and do it into like an Adams family thing, you know, creepy and they're kooky. Yeah. Here we go. That's that's pretty much us. We are pretty kooky. We are. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh what's what's uh new? What's new? Um, not much. Oh, I will say I was gonna text you earlier because I went to Target and I just went in there for almond flour and soup. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to text you and be like, hey, you might need to prepare my funeral because I got distracted by the baby clothes. Oh, no. Yeah, and so I bought a couple new outfits, like $60 worth. And, oh, man. Yeah, I was like, uh, my husband's going to kill me. But they're cute. They're so cute. Like little lemons. Oh, it's all those little cute spring bird. stuff. Yeah, so I'm excited to, for her to wear this stuff. Oh, yay. But, yeah. You know, naturally, going to Target for one thing, walk out with, like, 80. So, that happened to me today. Oh, that's fun. You found that vortex? Yeah. A little black hole. Mm-hmm. Black hole that is Target. You, you just, you walk into Target, you you black out, and then you, all of a sudden you're in your car with all your bags. Yep, and there's no turning back. Because and you're like, I can't return these. I just bought them. Yeah, that'd be rude. It'd be yes. rude to be in there. I don't and know so, how you get home, and you, know, you just gotta live with it and hide the receipts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You that was a that? big joke. There's oh, okay. no hiding receipts with online banking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true, but I had a paper receipt. Oh. Well, but, yeah, I just went, I just approached Cody. I was like, I'm sorry. I bought clothes. They weren't for me as much as I wanted them to be, but, yeah. What about you? What's new with you? Um, nothing. I have nothing. Oh, Big Time Rush got added to Netflix, so I've been watching Big Time Rush. I've been on this weird watching Nickelodeon and Disney shows that were on when I was in, like, middle school. Oh, my God. Kick. So, that's what I've been doing. A lot of iCarly, Victorious. I did start watching Hannah Montana again. Zoe 101 on there? Zoe 101's not on there. But I would give my right arm. For Zoe 101 to be on there. I found all of Degrassi on HBO, so you better get ready for that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know you see me. Oh, Zoe 1 was the best, okay? And that's part of why I like Big Time Rush, is because one of the, the, the weird roommates she had, Quinn or whatever. Yeah? She's a character on there. Oh, really? And then Victoria Justice was also a character on Zoe 101. That's awesome. And so she's in the, her own show, Victorious. There was one, I think it had Emma Emma Roberts in it. I think it was called Unfabulous. Did you remember yes, that? Yes, I yeah. did a little bit, but I was pretty young. Yeah. Because that was around the same time Lizzie McGuire was on. Oh, yeah. Oops, sorry. And, like, I have met, I watched some of it, but I was also really young when those were on. My mom loved watching Lizzie McGuire, though, so we watched a lot of it. I, too. Love Lizzie McGuire. She was my fashion idol. Oh, goodness. So was Raven. But, I mean, that was the that's 2000s. So... Okay, well, that's where Raven had so much right to be, because she was, like, a fashion designer, too. That's so Raven. Oh, I loved that's a Raven. I can see. So good. Yeah, that's what I've been on. Nice. So, that's 
pretty much it. Um, do you know what the specials are today? Specials are... What am I doing? Oh, mystery slash conspiracy. Uh-huh. And paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going first today. Oh, snickerdoodles. We're not drinking coffee because it is 10 o'clock at night, and I'm not about to do that to myself. Yeah, no. Not, not good. But here we are once again. We're falling to pieces. pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I can't deny it. Can't pretend. We're going to have to pay some some licensing if we keep singing these songs, I feel like. Yeah, but mine's off-key, so what licensing? I don't know. Does it count if it's off-key? Can you let us know? (laughs) Whatever. Okay, so I have mystery slash conspiracy today. Um, We also have Lottie in here if you didn't. If you can't hear her, she's struggling on my boob right now. She's having a hard time. Yeah, she's supposed to be asleep. But she was asleep. Yeah, and, and then, then like, oh, what? She what got into the new room, and she's oh, like wide awake. By the way, we are actually in the recording room for once. This is the first Yay. time recording in here. Normally, it's in Ashlyn's like uh, basement living room area, mm-hmm. or in my living room. Um, so we're switching up. We're I know. I have it our... cleared out enough for us to sit on the floor. With our whole little tiny table. It works out perfectly. Like, the height of the table for sitting on the floor is amazing. Oh, yeah. No, this is great. It's like a perfect little squatty table. Squatty. Yep. Squatty potty. And uh, we'll get some more stuff in here, but we've got my cool Beetlejuice poster. I love that. And uh, we got my creepy porcelain dolls. Don't love that. Um, I have a Stranger Things poster I still need to put up. Yeah. And I got... My cute little Edgar Allan Poe dude I, that I got from Amber. Yes. And, you know, all sorts of stuff in here. Uh, it also has adjustable lighting, so we're kind of sitting in, like, the creepy dark. And we got a pumpkin spice candle and my lava lamp on, so. I know. I'm it's like, a real mood in here. It is a mood. It's, it's almost like, making me sleepy. I, yeah, I'm getting sleepy. It's okay. We'll do it. We got this. Yeah. We'll get scared real quick, I bet. Well, maybe not with mine. No, no, maybe not with mine. Mine's not super scary scary. Okay. It's uh, not like the last one where it was just kind of oh, disturbing. That was so disturbing. That one just stuck with me. And I, like, I was, I don't know how. It's like one of the three that always I think of. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't done that one. Well, that's, like, I'm, I've am i never heard that one. Oh, my gosh. So I heard it on that, it. and that's why we drank a long time ago. Oh, yeah? And, oh, I didn't even, it was, it was just one of those. She painted it so well, it's stuck in my brain forever. But anyway, uh, you want to, you want to get down to business here? Yeah, let's get down to brass tacks. I I fucking hate that phrase, but it's okay. I had to use it at some point in my life, so here we are. Okay, so have you heard of Bohemian Grove? Maybe. Have you talked to me about Bohemian Grove? Probably, because I think it's, a, like, the shittiest thing in the world. Maybe. Not, I don't think it's the shittiest thing in the world. I don't know. The name sounds familiar. I don't know anything about it. The name just sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. So, let me go ahead and tell you about it. Um, so, this place is located at 20601 Bohemian Avenue in Monterio, California, amongst the California Redwoods. And it lies in this area. It's a gentleman's only club called the Bohemian Club. Yeah, no problem. No, you're okay. 
So every year during the middle of July, men of prominent backgrounds come from all over to have this exclusive two-week celebration. Um, it's like the sort of men that attend this penis jamboree include artists, actors, former presidents, and anyone that holds a position of power. Like typically just like the 1% of... All right, I feel it. We're getting a little a little upper echelon kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So this Bohemian Club was established in 1872 by journalists for the San Francisco Examiner, and they referred to themselves as the Bohemians to represent themselves as a cultural or cultured intellectual. So this was originally just started by artists, journalists, mm-hmm. it, it, like it had nothing to do with money. So festivities for the club didn't officially begin until 1878, so six years later, when one of the founders of the club, Henry Harry Edwards, was relocating from California to New York for his career. Um, he was a stage actor. Um, a send-off party was thrown for Henry in the Redwoods with only about 100 members and their guests in attendance. The members had such a good time that an event was then thrown each year after the one in 1878, forming this annual tradition, even though, yeah, Henry couldn't attend um, since he moved. This was originally a rented location for the members until 1899 when the camping ground and surrounding areas were purchased by the members to continue this tradition without any restrictions. Um, so this club was originally dedicated, yeah, like I said, to artists and musicians um, and actors, but then it was taken over by elite businessmen and men of wealth who then provided the financial resources to facilitate the accommodations and expanding lane for the members. So once it kind of got out, a lot of... Yeah, more influential. Uh, people try to buy their way in. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily buying their way in, but I think it was like, oh, this seems neat, so we're going to join, but we'll start paying more for the land in this area and everything that we can like put in there, like buildings, cabins, and all that sort uh, of stuff. Oh, they're going to so build it, it up. Okay. Yeah, so essentially like they took over from okay. those people. Um, that's what I got from it from what I read. Um. More recently, the land has expanded to about 2,700 acres with an annual t- annual attendance of 2,500 members and their guests. Um, besides their annual celebrations, they sometimes have something that called spring jinx, and members are allowed to run out the encampment whenever they are like, as long as it doesn't interfere with their club events or activities. So, like their um, the one that happens in July, they can't rent anything out mm-hmm. at that time. Um, women and minors are allowed to attend if invited by a member only to like the spring jinx or any of the activities that isn't just the men, the like, men only exclusive. thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they need to leave by nine or 10 PM. Oh. So yeah, this is strictly a, like more regarding the stuff going on in July. It's like a man only thing. Okay. Um, so what is said to occur during this encampment includes plays, concerts, informal lectures, and parties. Their motto is called Weaving Spiders Come Not Here. So that just means that discussions regarding outside work, politics, or any other business deals um, will not be discussed in this area. So no shop Supposedly. Talk. Okay. But um, only, yeah. They probably just use a secret it. code language. They just do pig Latin. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like, uye, uye, outwe, to a, I bay, I may, odd. Product prey? I don't know. Product's a hard one to do. I don't know what the hell you just said. Do you want to buy my product? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how pig Latin works, but I'm oh, sure you just they don't the really need pig letter. Latin there. You just take the first letter and move it to the end and add a after it. Okay. So like, yucca. Yeah. No, never mind. 
I don't know. We'll teach Amber Pig Latin on another podcast. I remember reading Pig Latin on a Chipotle bag, and I was like, did someone have a stroke? Oh my gosh, you can't read Pig Latin? I didn't know that's what it was. And then someone, like, commented, Amber, that's Pig Latin. I was like, I I used to be so good at it. I thought that was a joke. I used to be so good at it. I've lost it. It's one of those use it or lose it kind of skills, and I haven't needed that since, like, the fifth grade. So... (laughs) (laughs) Well, you lost it, so we don't need to bring... We don't need to... (laughs) Don't, don't find it. Yeah, we don't <laughs> find it. Telling me, just just keep it. Just keep it lost. Let it stay lost. Got it. Okay. So as previously stated, this club is exclusive and very secretive. Bohemia Grove is protected year-round by ex-military personnel, and high-tech security equipment is utilized throughout the encampment. So this includes thermal and night vision cameras, motion detectors, vibration sensing alarms. You name it. Like, oh, wow. no one can get inside this camp. It's, like, super booby-trapped. Yeah, essentially. Um, so, during the two-week summer retreat, the California Highway Patrol, the local sheriff's office, and also Secret Service are asked to guard and secure the surrounding Secret area. Secret Service. Damn. Well, because they have political figures okay, going yeah. there. Um, yeah. So, Breach in Bohemian Grove, especially today, is nearly impossible, but has happened before in the past... Um, according to Wikipedia, I couldn't really locate any other, like, valid sources for this. Here are some notable break-ins of Bohemian Grove. So, in the summer of 1980, a man named Rick Clogger gained entrance to the grove with the help of one of the employees, and he posed as a worker during the two-week retreat. He published his work in August of 1981 in an issue of Mother Jones, and ABC News had aired a special report of the retreat. In the summer of 1989, spy magazine writer Philip Weiss spent seven days in the camp posing as a guest, which led to his November 1989 article, Inside the Bohemian Grove. He was eventually discovered and arrested for trespassing. Hmm. Um, July 2000, um, Alex Jones and his cameraman, Mike Hansen, clandestinely entered Bohemian Grove and shot footage of the cremation of care ceremony. Um, Jones claimed it was a ritual sacrifice. So, from this footage, documentary filmmaker Ron Johnson produced the episode The Satanic Shadowy Elite. Um, and then, I, with Alex Jones, uh, I can't remember. Maybe I have more information on him in here. Uh, but anyway, um, back, and then in January 2002, uh, Richard McClasson was arrested after his nighttime infiltration of the Grove. After he tried to set several fires. Hmm. And he was heavily armed and wearing a school mask and outfit with Phantom Patriot written across the chest. So, um, luckily, no members of guests were there at the time. Yeah, because it was in January, and their stuff typically happens in July. hmm So, um, let me see here. There was an episode I had watched on YouTube. Um, it, it, it's called Dakota with Brad Meltzer. Have you heard that? mm I think he goes over, like, general conspiracies and that sort of thing. Um, but this whole thing... Uh, let me see here. He kind of goes into everything that I had just said. Um, but talking about the cremation, cremation of care kickoff ceremony, it's something that they do in front of this huge, like 40 foot tall owl statue and everybody is dressed in black and white robes, not white. I don't think they're white because that would be KKK. I think they're black and red robes. Um, and they're like lighting a fire and they have like an effigy that they set on fire. But one of the conspiracies is, is that they think that it's a child because it's a smaller coffin. They think it's a child sized effigy and that they're sacrificing oh, a child. No. 
yeah, and that was some of the footage that Alex Jones had shot. I think you can see a little bit of it. The people breaking in, yeah. Yeah, Alex okay. Jones was kind of the more They're like investigative one. reporter kind of people breaking in kind of most of the time. Yeah. Okay. Um he was the main person that um like if you look up Bohemian Grove, you're going to see Alex Jones. He is a huge like conspiracy theorist on Oh my god. This what? table has a drawer, a door on oh. my side. Oh, nice. I had no idea. Ooh. Sorry. Ran- There's two on this side that go all the way through. Oh. But I had no idea. Sorry. No, you're okay. <laughs> um, so, let's see. And, and like I said earlier, they do have a lot of, um, like, activities and plays and concerts and whatever the hell. Um, supposedly, they also, like, just pee on the trees. Like, they just go naked. Like, almost hmm. this entire time. Like... That's why I called it a penis jamboree earlier. Penis like, they're jamboree. Just like, I was like, that doesn't quite make sense, but we'll just go with it. I'm sure she'll explain it. <laughs> there you have it. Um, so oh, um, It just sounds super weird. Yeah. So something that they um, found out is to be a full member of the Bohemian Grove, it's $25,000 to get in, and there's a 15-year waiting list. Oh my god, 15 years to hang out with some old dudes. For two weeks. Nude. Yeah. Pissing and, on shit and, and setting shit on fire and it, weird sacrificial robes, but also get some bitching concerts. Yeah. I don't know how bitching it would be. I don't know, depending on who's the members of it. Yeah. You, yeah. If they wanted to buy I into it. I tried to look up a list of like current members. Everything's pretty closed off on that. Oh, I bet. Um, Like, I know that they've mentioned... um. Uh, I don't know if I've created a list of some people who've been there. I have uh, Jimmy Buffett, the Rockefellers. Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, he's he was in it at some point. Cheeseburger ha- in paradise? No. <laughs> yeah. Cheeseburger in paradise. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I, um, love, I don't know why I love that song, but I do. It's catchy as hell. That's I why. love it way more than Margaritaville. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton... Um, so they okay. Ha- the Nixon, I am not a crook. That 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 checks. <laughs> yeah. um, Ronald Reagan. Uh, so yeah, like they they have some political and influential people. In and this I'm sure there's other society. higher so, up. Um. Oh yeah, legislators. Like, or... like they said, like business executives, mm-hmm. CEOs, that sort of thing. Um. Let's see. So also with the cremation of Care Kickoff, Walter Cronkite voices the Owl Shrine. So, he's, like, voicing out over everybody, like, what's about to start, what's going to happen, and that sort of thing. I don't, like, I don't remember exactly what it said. I thought I had that down. My notes on this are a little choppy because I just kept typing things as I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me see. Oh, so, oh, and the owl is said to represent their knowledge of all things, apparently. Um... Bohemian Grove, or I'm sorry, it's said that there's a huge infusion of money that is sent to the community, like, surrounding Bohemian Grove, like, mm-hmm. located around it. So when journalists have gone and asked locals what they knew about the club, they had nothing to offer in its thoughts because they don't want to stop the money that can help oh, flourish their community. So the hush money. Yeah, essentially. Ah! Um, that That's just what I got from this YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was a very little cheesy thing. They tried to drive through the property and somebody immediately stopped them they told them oh you can't get through here it's like well what goes on here it's like i can't discuss that with you he's a very kind person that they spoke mm-hmm. to but he's like i can't 
answer he's probably questions. just he's used to dealing with people like that though like you know you can't go here man just yeah. stop <laughs> yeah and like not to mention like you are technically trespassing you're not right. supposed to be here so please leave mm. and eventually they did call like the actual authorities to come and escort them away um the grows also about 13 million dollars um like that's how much it's worth based off the total acreage um oh man yeah and no one is allowed to really state what goes on here. Um, like I said, Alex Jones, he he noticed the cremation of care. He tried to see what other things were doing. Like, he mentioned, like, the people peeing on trees and everything. But I feel like that's also just guys. Like, if you've ever been around a, a group of just drunk guys and they're outdoors, they will not go inside to go to the bathroom. They'll just pee in the yard. Yeah, they have that uh, upper hand of whipping it out and just peeing You know what everywhere. I mean, though? I don't know that the peeing everywhere is such a weird thing. I feel like that's what just what guys do in general. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. But also, the burning of the effigy. Real sus. Let's talk more about that. I don't have a whole lot of information well, I, on that. I totally get that, but I mean... Um, but... So, here is a person who is located, like, her name is Mary Moore. She lives kind of on the outskirts of Bohemian Grove. She's been protesting this club since the 1980s. And when these journalists in this YouTube video have gone into her house, she has, like, pamphlets from all of their, like, daily activities that were going mm-hmm. on during their, like, two-week excursion. Um, she's been collecting those forever, and I think it's just because they're being thrown about. They're being trashed. Oh, yeah, she's just, like, so like her- pretending to be a maid with the cart, just sweeping up all the evidence, I bet. Uh, that's what I would love for her to have done in my brain. I bet she did not actually do Probably that. not. They wouldn't let her on the premises well, because she's She has a woman. the fake disguise. She's working at the, the place. Well, not her. No, she, like, lives on the outskirts of it, though. I know, but I was just pretending that oh, she was okay. pretending to be, like, a maid there. I mean, yes, she technically the, to could information. have. There was something that had gone down. I don't recall which year because everybody was having such a hissy fit over this mm-hmm. club. That they're like, how come it's men only? Like, why why can't anybody else go in there? And they were like, okay, you guys need to change your rule about this. So they have let women in, but only as workers. And they can't pass, like, a little yellow line that's drawn on the ground or something. Like, I mean, I don't feel like hanging out with a bunch of naked dudes doing occultism shit really seems like it's a club I want to join. Definitely occultism. Like, yeah. At its finest. It almost seems kind of like... It feels like it's culty, but like you gotta be a little, you gotta be rich to be in this cult. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, twenty five thousand dollars. So yeah, plus you know whatever dues they probably have to pay yearly. Yeah, and I'm I sure feel like a they, lot of those they clubs they have to do that to like fund themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this Mary Moore woman that has been protesting this club, she states that some people have mentioned that the Manhattan Project was constructed constructed within the Grove. So, kind of like that whole weaving spiders, be not here, whatever the hell it is. Like, I think that the reason why a lot of these influential people are meeting there in a very highly secure area, they probably are discussing. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just a boy. world it's just affairs one of those, and everything. The boys' meetings, you know? There's a great episode of New Girl about that where she's like, how many Tuesday meetings have I not been invited to because they didn't want my input as a woman? <laughs> but then it, it, it's, yeah. But um, let's see. Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan talked about who would or should be elected. Um, she mentioned the arms buildup has been discussed there, led by Reagan to strengthen the military, which then goes against their motto, like I said. Um, her house pretty much backs up her home, like backs it up 
like I said. So some of the workers of the club had snuck some pamphlets in actually to her. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Schedules of events, government talks, that sort of thing. Which kind of is a little surprising to me that, like, after this video was released, no one tried to confiscate any of it, or at least not that I know of. Um, I don't know. Because, you know, they could just be like, oh, that's just one crazy lady. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that is very true. Like, there are certain people who are such, like, hardcore conspiracy theorists that they dedicate, like, so much of their time and their life to a specific, mm-hmm. can like, so she very well could be just like, what is going on here? And maybe it's very well could just be men whipping their dicks out and having a jolly Talking good time. shop. You know, their motto is that we're not talking business, so you don't think we're talking business. Exactly. <laughs> They're just having a giant sausage party and yeah. she's not welcome. <laughs> so Alex Jones, who I had mentioned earlier, he snuck in, hid around, and witnessed the cremation and care um, and he claims this club is there to create a world government. Um, Ooh, we're getting New World Ordery? Uh, maybe. I don't know. That's the, the New World Government. Yeah. He had mentioned that during the cremation of care that happened at night was super creepy. And the people were dressed in long robes carrying torches in front of a giant owl. Um, yeah, they wear red robes and a priest kicks off the ceremony by stating, Shake off your stars with the city's dust and scatter to the winds the cares of life. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, a carriage is carrying a child-sized-looking figure, which they say is an effigy, um, after the, they, like, caught Alex and took his footage, because Mm -hmm. he was very adamant about, like, revealing what was going on there. Um, and then, yeah, the owl speaks in the Walter Cronkite voice, and then they have some weird pyrotechnics of, like, fireworks and everything else going off. Um... He said he tried to get the video sent to the media, and in doing so, the tapes were erased. He received death threats. Um, oh, I bet some very powerful people were really pissed off about that. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to be caught in their robe like that. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, pretty much all that I have. There's literally so much going on with the Bohemian Grove, and a lot of the information that okay. I had was just... Kind of all over the place, but yeah, you like know, I, I think said, that's where I've heard of Bohemian Grove as like footnotes and New World Ordery kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just so what the government is saying is just very much an elite party that's just going out and enjoying like drinking excessive amounts of liquor and oh yeah, and they're just, just having naked time together. They're just a real <laughs> strong, close group of guys. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Um, what I have here, it says that, uh, yeah, no girls are allowed except in a dining and cooking area, and they are paid significantly less than the other men that are working. I mean, go figure. And then, yeah, they're constantly drinking liquor and burning the effigy, dressed like druids, and a potential illegal logging, they say, may be going on. Um, but, yeah, that's all that I really have right now. Um, somewhere I had heard, no. Maybe it was that YouTube video I had mentioned. It was basically like maybe if it wasn't so secretive and closed nobody off to society, care yeah, nobody would care. If it was okay, we might care that 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 a cult thing seems pretty interesting and people will have questions about that. Yeah, but it's no weirder than what Jared Jared Leto has that retreat cult that he goes on. Have you seen those? No. The Jared Leto's a cult leader. He's what? Got his own. Yeah. Okay, we have to look at this. We have to, I'll write this down. Write it down right now. I am. Look at this. Jared Leto Cole. Click. She clicked it. Okay. So does orange represent podcast talk? 
Um, Orange is podcasting in general. Oh, okay. Good deal. Yeah. She had a discussion about her pen. Oh my in gosh. In the last episode, like, Blake doesn't know what this is. I don't think is. I did it in the last episode. I think it was when we were bullshitting. Oh. Oh, yeah, maybe what? It was yeah. when you were bullshitting before the episode. Yeah, I was like, Blake, look, I cut down on how many pins are in my pouch. So I went from like 30 pins to like 15. That's like a pretty big deal. And he goes, Ashlyn, why do you need so many pins? You only need one. And I was like, Dang. that's where you're wrong, babe. Yeah, I have like an excessive number of pens, but the thing is, is that I use all of them. And I was like, how am I supposed to color code with one pen? And then I started picking up pens, and I was like, guess which one this means. And then I was like, guess which one this one. He thought half of them meant food, but it's okay. He eventually got them all right. That's adorable. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's basically all that I have for Bohemian Grove. I think, like I said, a lot of the information I could find online, it's, Probably Jimmy not entirely Buffett. Accurate. That's what's messing me up. Is this whole time we're talking about it, I'm just imagining Jimmy Buffett and Richard Nixon together. I don't know that they would ever have been in the I same don't... club together. Well, and yeah, when I try, but to that's find... what I'm picturing this whole time is just Jimmy Buffett and Richard Nixon. When I tried to find a list of, um, oh, I bet people... that's like, yeah, it was like it was really hard. They did have some from like back in the 1800s and the early 1900s, but they won't be people that we are. Like that we know that we've heard of um so i just i didn't mention mention any of them i did obviously the presidents because i'm pretty sure everybody here has heard of them and it's not just people in the united states it's all over like it's it's an international club yeah but i mean it's located there so let me see well yeah i feel like everything takes place in california you know what i mean yeah pretty much List of Bohemian Club members. Don't know any of them. And on Wikipedia, which also provided a lot of information, I don't. I try to avoid Wikipedia all costs because I don't know how accurate this information is. But this was the closest that I could get to getting stuff about this club. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any other information that you want to share with us about it, or if I made any errors or mistakes. Oh, it says Theodore Roosevelt was on here. Roosevelt. Hmm. Um. And then, yep, Richard Nixon. And what's kind of weird is that on here they have it um, broken down. So they have the member. Mm-hmm. And then they have the category that they're in, the camp that they were on. Oh, yeah, so they have a bunch of different camps. And how they're like, like separated. Mm-hmm. So like one of them was called the Hillbillies, and oh my gosh, yeah, one of them's called Shoestring, and oh my goodness, they all just are like, they gave each other code names. Caveman, Lost Angels, uh, Owl's Nest, Sons of Toil, like yeah, they just had a bunch of different. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mark Twain. Oh, I know. It says there's no record of Mark Twain visiting the club. Uh, yeah, see, like, I don't know what is accurate and what is not. That's true. So a true. lot of it is coming from the journalist episode that I found on YouTube and some of Alex Jones' account. Right. I mean, I feel like with any kind of secret club, it's going to be hard to get your name, your list on, list of names. Yeah, but... Especially if the club's still active, so... Oh, yeah, no, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still going on very much. Um, I'm sure that probably 
I don't know how it went on like last year during the pandemic, but I'm oh, sure are that you they, kidding? They're outdoors. They probably didn't. <laughs> they all wore masks six feet apart, but butt naked. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> they had their masks, but no pants. Yeah, wear your mask, no pants. Socially distanced nakedness. Ew. That's so disturbing. Ugh, I can't. I need to stop it because all mean, I think I about can't. is Jimmy Buffett, and I'm like, ugh. I, I only saw his name pop up once, but I was just trying to pull up names that. No, you're totally fine, but that just is, like, who I've been picturing as a character this whole story. He's just singing Margaritaville. Yeah, in the background. He's the the concert performance. (laughs) Every day. Yeah. Every day is a cheeseburger in paradise. Yeah, every day. He's like, this ain't Bohemian Grove. This is Margaritaville. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. This is the other Margaritaville, because there's an actual Margaritaville. Yes. Yeah. I Um, drove by it once. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my story on Bohemian Grove. I like. I always just, I like to it's think I can weird. conquer anything and that I could break in. But knowing that they've got literal, I love investigative reporter stories yes. where they like bust into a place and they get the scoop and they get out and they do the tell all. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that's why I like Riverdale so much. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh well, and also part of this episode that I watched on YouTube, I recommend it. Let me let me uh, plug this one more time. It's called D. Coded with Brad Meltzer. Um, they, like, yeah, so they try to drive up, try to get in, couldn't. So then they took a boat. Like, they were able to map out this river, ends up, like... They tried to take it by water. They couldn't do it by land. Yeah. <laughs> Not by land, so they took it by sea. And so <laughs> what had happened was they um, they started hiking up a little mountain. And, yeah, some sensors had gone off. And two of the people were arrested. The sensors. <gasps> It's like on The Incredibles where they have the birds that are just the robot eyes. Yeah, they probably have those. <gasps> oh my god, I bet they do. Ooh, ooh, but you know what? They're actually probably those like those uh, garden owls. Oh that... yeah, they're weird little thing. They yeah. start they start doing they start hooting all mm-hmm. together, sit, sounding the alarms. Yeah, because owls represent all all of their, their wisdom. All of their wisdom. I saw this cute video on Instagram of an owl sitting crisscross applesauce. Really. It's so cute. It does sound really cute. It was adorable. Uh, there was so much more research I wanted to do into this, but I was like, it's, oh my god. It's hard there's to get There's so in. much. Yeah. And not, to, there's so much, but there's so little. Because it's how much like, of it is actually, actually accurate. It's hard to fact check it when it's it is. mostly rumors. Yeah. And that's why I was like, it's Wikipedia, so how factual I mean, it's, it's probably, is it better or worse than People Magazine? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Leave my People Magazine true crime alone. <laughs> oh, I love me some People's Magazine true crime. You know what? Yeah, I don't care. I'll do more research into it. <laughs> Eventually, if it Maybe. pops up on my if true crime, If she finds more, it. she'll tell more. Oh, gosh. Sorry, I hit a table. That's true. I mean, I, I already have kind of like that Kirk Wayne and Oh Johnson. yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for a haunting, my dear? No. Because we're in a dark-ass basement with your lava lamp that hasn't warmed up yet. It's not. My lava lamp... How long does a lava lamp take to warm up? Mine takes like an hour, an hour and a half. Wow. Maybe two hours. I've got a baby in one hand. Aww. Yeah, she's typing one-handed on her laptop with a. Lottie in the other. Because if I put her down, baby girl gonna wake up. Take to heat up, baby girl. Be back in a minute. Three hours. Three hours? Okay, cool. I'm not alone. 
It should start working within an hour to an hour and a half of turning them on. First, they will form stalagmite shapes. Then they will start to form lava lamp shapes. What? <laughs> okay. Please note, new bottles will take longer to heat up. Up to three hours. But the heating time will decrease. Okay, I'm done. It'll decrease over time. Yeah, I just haven't broken or ran enough yet. That's what it is. Can I leave my lava lamp on 24-7? Do not move, shake, or drop your lava lamp while it's warm. Oh, yeah, that'd be a bad idea. This is, this is so silly. Yeah, when she turned this on, I was like, let me look up some facts about, about lava lamp. She looked up some lava lamp facts for you. Because I just find them so amazing. <laughs> like, I just want to, like... She's like, can you buy them? And I was like, I got this one at Spencer's Gifts a few years back. I did say you can buy them at Walmart and at Jefferson's Gifts. You can get even a little smaller one just for your desk. I have like a little lava lamp pen. So when you pressed on it, like it lit, lit up. up. But I mean, what purpose does it you serve? Could, you you can get a little lava lamp light though for your, for your desk. It's mesmerizing talk about some spooky things. So, I'm talking about the Molly Brown house in Denver, Colorado today. Molly Brown. Like the Molly Brown? The unsinkable, unsinkable Molly Brown? The unsinkable, yeah. Are you shitting me? No, I'm not shitting you. Oh my god. Okay, so um, the house was constructed in the uh, 1880s by William A. Wang. Uh, the house's design was heavily influenced by the Queen Anne style of the time, so it's pretty Victorian. Cool. Super cute. Um, it's like, it's got like this really pretty ornate garden and like, it's such a pretty architecture, like just as like a nerd aspect, like a really pretty front porch. Okay. Um, it does have like a wraparound porch. I can't remember if it wrapped around, but I remember like our tour group met on the porch of the front entrance. I've been here by the way. This is the last place that I've been guys. I promise. She's been everywhere. Oh my God. This is the last one. It's so cute. Holy. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so... No, this place is definitely haunted. It's so cute, though. Okay, please continue. Anyway, um, so, um, the house was built for, uh, Isaac and Mary Large. Uh, they lived in the home until, uh, they sold it to the Browns, uh, James Joseph, who goes by JJ, and Molly, uh, then they bought that in 1894, uh, for $30,000. I don't know how much that is. Oh, oh, I like this game. Oh, Amber's quick with the Google. Now that she's got her own laptop, she's on it. Hey, I gotta put this thing there. You have my girl. All right, $30,000. Hold on. Sorry. It would be so much faster if I had my other hand. Oh, wait, no. Maybe I should just like flip. You know what? Keep going. Okay. I'm going to get to you. Okay. Um, so I'm going to get into a little bit more about the new owners. So uh, Margaret Brown went by Molly. Um, she was from Hannibal, Missouri, which, by the way, is where Mark Twain is from. Weird Mark Twain double line up there. Ooh. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, okay. he's from Hannibal, um, Missouri. In 1984, today it would be worth 917000 You mean 1894? Yeah, sorry. Oh, hey, I pulled a Nash lamp. You sure did. I sure did. Okay, yeah, so it would be almost a million dollars today. Yeah. And she was worth, like, $238,000 in her time, which is, like, $2.37 I did look up that one for you. 238 Yeah, 38000 What did she do for a living? Do you have that? Um. So she married rich. Like, no Good. shame on her. Oh. 
Um, so she married J.J. Brown. Uh, he made his wealth in mining, and so when they moved out to Denver um, with their two kids to be closer to his business and his mines and everything. Um, and she was really prominent in the community because she thought that money was a tool to help others. And so she was really into philanthropy. She joined a lot of um, social causes in, in, this, uh, in the city. Um, she was also very active in the Red Cross and helped in France during World War One. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, like, most famously, she is Portrayed a survivor of the what? Titanic. Oh. She's a survivor of the Titanic. Um, the Titanic's 1912 voyage is what I wrote. Like, nobody knows when the Titanic was, but it's okay. April 12th, 1912. Yes. Um, she helped others into lifeboats, and the crew people had to, like, convince her to get herself into a lifeboat when helping people. And she convinced the other people on her white boat to go back and help look for the others and what help save a lot of people, which gave her the, they all gave her the nickname Unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how she got it. She was really adamant about helping others. Um, so in 1909, though, before the Titanic, her and JJ split, but the house was put in Margaret's name after 1989. Mm-hmm. So it was her house. Uh, because of his health issues, he already put the, the house in her name, and then they they split, so then she got to keep it. Cool. But she was spending less and less time in Denver and becoming even more active in different political and social things going on. Yeah. And so she would rent out the house to people, and um, around the time of the Great Depression, she had uh, pretty much completely converted it into like, a boarding home for uh, people. Um, and she died in 1932. Um, and then after her death, the home was split into 12 separate apartments for renters. In that house? After she died, yeah. Okay. This is the house. Um, and so it was split up. And then in 1958, the home became a gentleman's boarding home. I don't know what that is, but I just assume it's like the YMCA, how it used to be. Gentleman's boarding home? Like, it's just, like, a frat home for dudes. Not, like, a frat home, but, like, the barracks. You know? Just yeah. single dudes. Yeah. Or whatever. Like um, and in 1960, it was a home for wayward girls, but by 1970, the home was in such disrepair that it was scheduled for uh, demolition. Oh, no. But the Historical Society swooped in and saved it and turned it into the Molly Brown Museum. Yeah. And so, um... You can go see it now. It's got, it's all done up in the time period that she would have been in there. They have, like, an authentic, like, kitchen in there. It's a very nice guided tour. We went around Halloween, and it was all done up in, like, Victorian Halloween. It was super cute because uh, this house is a 7,000-square-foot, three-tier, like, three-level home with, like, an attic that's super creepy and a basement that we weren't allowed in. And so... Oh, you're not allowed to get into that? I know, but... Um, because, like, the main floor had, like, the the sitting room, the living area, the dining area, and the kitchen, and then the second floor had two bedrooms, I think, maybe three, and then the upstairs had a couple more, too. Well, when, um, they gave us a tour, they were like, okay, so, um, at this point, we're gonna let you guys kind of walk around. They had, like, a few rooms, like, you could walk down the hall, walk around a couple different areas before mm-hmm. we moved on to the next area. 
And I go and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go look in these rooms and stuff. And I like completely forgot that they had all done it up for Halloween. Yeah. And I go to this room and it's just that metal frame bed. No, no sheets or anything on it. Just the mattress. That was the only thing in the room. And this giant ass porcelain clown doll, life size, looking like it's crawling out from under the bed. And I scream in this home. <laughs> Because they had put the scary-ass clown doll down there and didn't tell anybody about it. Because yeah, <laughs> all I did was look into the room and I just screamed. Because all of a sudden there's this creepy porcelain doll coming out from under the bed. And I yeah, thought the place was I, haunted already. I would have I definitely pissed my pants. Oh, I, I screamed and Blake was just laughing at me. It was it was funny, but it was scary in the moment. Did I ever tell you the clown story I have? <sighs> okay. Can I share it real quick? Yeah, tell me your clown okay. story. So I was over at um, a friend's house. We used to go there every weekend, um, like back in high school. And um, someone had asked our – we were in the basement. Um, the basement, that's typically where we hung out. And then they had a side door that led to like their storage room. And in the mm-hmm. storage room they had a refrigerator where we could just go grab our drinks and whatnot. And so all of our friends decided to play a prank on us, or me rather. Um, Don't you hate it when you're you're the one that gets pranked? I'm the butt of the prank. Yes, yes it's always me too. <laughs> so like in my family. Oh, okay, I, I forgot. I think it was Brandon. He had asked our friend Brandon. He was like, "Hey, Brandon, go get me a coke." And then he's like, "Hey, Amber, go get Brandon a coke." And I was like, "Okay," because I'm sweet, you know. So anyway, I go in the storage room and I open up. Or, I, yeah, I go to open up the refrigerator. They close the storage door behind me. But they had taped this, like, this giant-ass clown on the inside of the fridge. Oh, my God. So no, when, I just scream. Oh, yeah, so I... Not die right there? Um, I, I would have. I just about. So, they, <laughs> they, I open the door, and it looks like, you know, a clown is coming out. Because they had it, yeah, attached the inside of the door. And they had closed the door on me, so I busted through that storage room and tried oh, to climb no. up the stairs back to, like, the main floor, and I tripped up the stairs, and everybody was laughing. Oh, it was my a good God. time. Until you realized you're traumatized. <laughs> They knew I hated clowns, but yeah. Oh, I hate clowns too. That I was hate my them story. so much. <laughs> That's my story. Uh, okay, you ready to get into the ghosts? Yes, please. So there are a few characters in this home, which is not surprising because it's been a home for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, over the years, and it's had a lot of visitors. Um, so people regularly see Molly and JJ through the home. But um, she, she, did she die there? Yeah, I believe she died in the home. Oh, really? Oh, wait, no. I don't know if she died in the home. Oh. I don't know. But a lot of her energy and all her stuff is there. And it's like, you know, if it's going to be attached anywhere. I guess that's true. But, um, you know, we have the standard. You can smell uh, his pipe and tobacco. And the website's like, even though our live visitors aren't allowed to smell, you can smell. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, probably a candle. <laughs> maybe. I feel like every place has that, though. I feel like the oh, more yeah. I do these stories, I'm like, I... Maybe they just have, like, employees smoking in a back corner. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. But um, there's also a female apparition. Yeah. There's, like, a female apparition that is dressed in, um, like, Victorian attire that likes to sit at the table and is photographed kind of at their kind of kitchen living room area you can get. Okay. Um, she's seen a lot and she also likes to move the chairs around and move around the furniture in the house. Oh, yeah. Um, there's also, um, Molly's mother, you see her face in the windows in some pictures. It's like super, it has a lot of like conditional things where you only see it in certain spots. Like the Victorian girl is definitely kind of the most active. 
Um, some people think it's Molly. Some people don't. They think it's a different spirit, like a different person in the home. Uh-huh. But Molly's mother did live with her in that home. Um, and so people will see her face in the windows. No, thanks. Um, there's also a male spirit that's like a little bit like, not like angry, but he's just grumpy, you know? He's just like a, he unscrews light bulbs all is the time. Poltergeist? No, not really. But he, like this one is like, um, you can see him in the mirror hanging uh, near the first floor stairs. And, like, if you take a picture in it, he'll pop up in it. It's so, is this creepy. a place where people can, like, stay? Or is it just um, a museum? No, you can't stay. It's just a museum. Okay. Um, it's, not, it's not like other haunted locations that get, that get turned into a bed and breakfast. Mm. Like, every other one, you know? Like I feel Sally like House. Sally House is not a bed and breakfast. Yeah, but you can stay there. No, I'm talking about, like, the Lizzie Borden house is oh, a yeah, bed and breakfast. <laughs> Which, I don't think I'd stay there, but it's definitely a bucket list place for me. To yeah. go see, gotta add that onto our into our. Oh man, list. I have a whole, I have a whole road trip already planned for that. I have to see both <gasps> really? of Edgar Allan Poe's graves in Baltimore. Okay, here's the thing: it involves flying to Baltimore, renting a car, and then road tripping to Salem, and then flying back up from home to, from Boston. You know what we should do is just take like a train ride to all these places, get oh, okay, off where we tra- want to, we're and in then the get Midwest. back on. Well, I mean. I mean, if you rent a car, though, you'd have more driving around because Salem's, like, a while outside of Boston. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff in Boston I want to do, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, like, I've I've never been to the East Coast. And so, like, if I'm going to go, i got to get my money's worth. That's true. You know, like, I feel like I got my money's worth out of the last time I went to Florida. I feel good about not going there. For a while. I got you. Yeah. Until I have, like, a need to go to Disney World, which I don't feel... A need oh. to go to Disney World. There's always a need to go to Disney World. There's always a need? Probably. Don't you like magic? Uh, I don't know. I was... I don't know. Maybe maybe one day it'll sound fun to me. But I don't know. But that's my story today. It's oh. Lonely Brown House. Creepy. It was super cute. And, like It's totally worth the tour. I thought it was... It's not very expensive. And it's a nice guided tour. It's probably... Like, about an hour, and they have this cute little gift shop in the back, too. I, yeah, I love, like... And it's not far from the Capitol. I love... Building in Denver. Going to historical houses like that. Oh, it's so cute. Um, nerdy tours are my jam. I, uh... Actually, let me see. We Is went with... Here? It was me and Blake and his brother that went to the Molly Brown house in Denver. Yeah. I think we went to the Molly Brown house and then we got drunk at an arcade bar and played uh, old video Ooh, games all day. Yeah. I was thinking about that for my birthday. Like, do we want to go there? <laughs> Dressed up in our, like, Gatsby attire. Oh, my goodness. Oh, right. I have to start looking for ideas for you. You recruited me on your party planning committee. Yes. I did not say that right at all, <laughs> but it's okay. I recruited a few people. Actually, so it's like, it's you, Casey and Kenzie, mm-hmm. and then it's my friend Dennis as well, because he was like, you know, you can have people over here at my house if you want, and I was like, okay, you know what, can this just be like a birthday party weekend, and we just don't stop? Oh, God, I don't know about that. No, we won't be able to, because, we'll, you know, we'll have to stop. No. I don't think no. that's in our control. I feel like it's going to make us stop. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, awesome. That was cool. That's, ah. Uh, I, 
I just love Kathy Bates, so I just picture her as Molly Brown. Why? Because she played her in Titanic. Molly Brown? Oh! I've t- we talk about Titanic in one of the recent episodes again. Oh, really? I have. I forget <laughs> that she's in that movie. Kathy Bates. She's, I think I've talked about her before. I love Kathy Bates. She's one of my all-time favorite actresses. I she love her in American Horror Story. She deserves and disjointed. everything. I loved her in Titanic. Fried Green Tomatoes. She was in Misery. Haven't seen it, but it's on my watch bucket list. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that one's on HBO right now. We can put that on our movication list. <gasps> oh, shit. Movication. Movication. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, she was in uh, The Water Boy. Oh, right. She's the mom. Yeah, she was in Annie. Do you, did you ever watch that music? Oh, the sec. Wait, which Annie? Came out in like the 90s, like 98. I thought that was somebody else. Definitely Kathy Bates. Is that Kathy Bates? Girl, I know my Kathy Bates. I thought that was somebody else. That's what I love about Kathy Bates. She is in every different sort of genre. She's got the horror. She's got the comedy. She's got the drama. You got Kathy Bates. And the historical fiction. Oh, Kathy Bates, if you ever listen to this, which you probably won't, and that's okay. Oh, and she was in The Office. Yeah. I love you. Please be. Not the 1982 one, because that one's my favorite one, because that one has Carol Burnett. It was Not like the 2014 one. It was like 97 or 98. Um. Oh, and I've officially established, I'm going to be quote, like making as many like pitch perfect quotes as I can, because in the last episode, I mentioned that I was crying at the end when Benji's like, I've got the magic in me. Yeah. I'm like, and then, yeah, just... Everything Fat Amy says, quotable. I need a wall of Fat Amy <laughs> quotes. I'm going to finish them like a cheesecake. <laughs> Some, sometimes I get the feeling that I should do crystal meth. But then I think, mm, better, better not. not. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Rebel Whistling cracks me up so much. She has another movie that she does with Adam Devine. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's so funny. They're dynamic. She calls in her uh, work boyfriend or her work husband or whatever, and it's so funny. Oh, I love that. I actually read on my IMDb a little trivia thing. Oh, my goodness. That they had improvised a lot of, like, what they had said oh, to yeah. each other. Because um, I knew that there were a lot of different alternatives because she, she sticks with mermaid dancing when okay. she does her first bit. But I remember in the ads for it, she does pirate dancing. Oh, and she's really? like, it's kind of on one peg leg, and she's like holding one hand over her eye, and she's like, it's really, yeah. She I did know. a bunch of different ones. Like, she's like, she did the mermaid dancing, pirate dancing, and all it's sorts of other stuff. Work. Yes. <laughs> she's the cutest human. I love her. So I love it. I love that movie. Her and Bridesmaids kills me. <laughs> oh, Rebel Wilson, I love you too. <laughs> yes. I love her. Yes. Um, well, I think that kind of about wraps up our episode, doesn't it? I think so. Uh, this one's not as long as the last one, but it's not too far off. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. You can follow us on Instagram at Creepy Coffee House Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Creepy Coffee House, but house is spelled H-S-E. Um, you can email, uh, you can just email us, say whatever you want to to us, uh, at creepycoffeehouse at gmail.com. Please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you are listening. It really does help. We are up to 10 iTunes reviews now. Watch out. We've got one. Uh-huh. We got one new one in, y'all. But nobody said anything. So there's no, like, shout outs, I guess. But that's please, fine. Please say good things. Say nice things. Tell your friends. Tell your... We're working on it. Tell, uh, just tell somebody. Say hey. 
say what's up, but uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. At the Creepy Coffee House. Later, guys. Bye.